We get out there about 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. The youth spend all morning with their trainers, learning, asking questions, walking out horses, brushing them. We scoop them all back up about lunchtime, talk to maybe a couple people at the track, whether that's been a chaplain or a track veterinarian or the racing commission at the track. We do business meetings, go to the council or committee meetings. The whole time they're being evaluated, making sure everybody's participating. And at the end of that program, we award scholarships. on the rail at a jog please on the rail at a jog hello everyone we are back this week with another on the rail podcast episode today we have miss helen hardy on to talk to us about the youth development program that is going on at aqha and so i know this is uh youth development and engagement and Outreach is always a forever growing concern of ours. So we're excited to have this conversation with her today. So without further ado, Helen, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do specifically with AQHA and then how you got your start in horses? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you all so much for having me on today. Um, So my name is Helen Hardy. I am the manager of youth development and AQHYA at the American Quarter Horse Association. I have been there for about two and a half, I'm going on three years now. Before I came on board with AQHA, I was the county extension agent in the managing the 4-H programs in Erath County in Texas. So my focus for quite a while has been youth development, and that's what I'm making my career. I still haven't quite, don't feel like I've made it yet, but still working towards making that my career, and that's my passion. I grew up showing horses. I come from a non-horse family, so I continue to joke that I went into the I want a pony phase. Um, My parents thought I grew out of it and jokes on them. I have (laughs) made it. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Something we all relate to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Made it my passion, made it my hobby, my career. So I'd say it was a good investment on their end. And when I was a young child to put me into lessons, So I grew up showing quarter horses in local circuits and continued to ride into college. I did all around, but when I got to school, I switched to the ranch horse side of things. I rode on the ranch and stock horse teams for Texas A&M and also at Middle Tennessee State when I got my master's. So continued to stay very involved, have a bachelor's in animal science, a master's in equine science, coached, taught classes scribed, interned at multiple associations, rodeos, large horse shows, and kind of said yes to every opportunity within the industry that they would give me, which served me well. It's been really fun to see those connections that I've made back when I was a student. You know, I can call up now in my job currently if I need help with something or need extra horses for a judging contest. Um, I've made those connections. So it's been fun to see that come full circle. But as I said, that took me to a job in extension in Erath County and then to AQHA. So really enjoyed being there. Haven't been blown away by the Amarillo wind yet. Um, last few weeks have been <laughs> a little iffy on that, <laughs> but 
I've really enjoyed it. Um, it's been really fun to serve the members and continue to develop the great programs we have and start some new ones and continue that growth. What part of Texas is Erath County? It is in the Fort Worth area. Oh, okay. Um, southwest of okay. like the Fort Worth area. Interesting. So your start at AQHA, is this like your first role with them was this one? It was. It was. I was hired as the manager of youth development, and that's the role that I currently serve in. So that's been my entire experience with AQHA. Awesome. Can you maybe walk us through, like, what does your daily functions look like when you're in the office? Yeah. So one of the things I love about my job is that not every day looks the same. It definitely has the normal office responsibilities, checking emails, replying to mail reports, that kind of thing. But we do so many events throughout the year. I actually just got back last week from our annual convention that was in Fort Worth. And we manage, I say we, it's my boss, Katie Reynolds. She's the director of youth development at AQHA. We're the staff liaisons for the youth activities committee with AQHA. So we're at convention to do that. And we also launched a new young adult program. We were in the third year of a leadership young adult program that runs at convention. So that was our primary focus for the last few months was convention. Then we're gearing up for the Youth Excellence Seminar that will be in the end of June, early July. And before we do that, we'll also take a trip to Washington, D.C. with our youth officers and directors, our youth leadership board. So every day looks a little bit different depending on what trip we have coming up. If I'm calling to visit with people about guest speakers for yes, if I am working with the American Horse Council to schedule visits on the Hill in D.C., or planning the agenda and the presentations for convention. So a little bit of everything, and that's kind of just the snippet for the spring. That doesn't quite cover summer or fall, which we really get into um, some of our really fun programs, the Young Horse Development Program being one of those. So I was just getting ready to ask, do you have a favorite or what's the best part about what you do? I feel like that's asking a parent who their favorite child is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We all know they have one, but is it appropriate to say? (laughs) (laughs) Love that. I will say the Young Horse Development is probably one of the most rewarding programs that we do because there are so many departments within AQHA that work together on that and so many people that have a little bit of their hands in that program. Um, So that's really fun. And then I think that the program that's super unique to AQHA is our trip to Washington, D.C., because we do get to sightsee a little bit, but that's not the reason we're there. We're there to lobby for equine-related legislation with the youth that we bring with their representatives and their senators. So we are in those offices visiting with those lawmakers and actively lobbying for legislation that affects all of us. That's pretty intense. Yeah. We actually just interviewed Julie Broadway, the American Horse Council president. So mm-hmm. it's funny that mm-hmm. you bring that up too. So yeah, yes. really cool. And a lot going on in Washington that we all need to probably pay more attention to that we don't. So yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Julie is a huge help. She's the one who we work with to make these appointments and to kind of brief all the youth on the issues to make sure that they all know what's going on and what the stance is so that they can be knowledgeable and effective in their lobbying. So you brought up the youth development program, and that's kind of what initiated my contact with you because I was at a 
open show working and one of our exhibitors sons actually had one of these horses from that Mm -hmm. program or I should say yearling I believe so it piqued my interest when they were talking about it I was like I didn't even know this was a thing so definitely the point of the podcast was kind of like to go over all of the things that AQHA is offering to the youth if you want to explain this program and then we can talk about some of the other ones that you do as well that sounds great yes so the young horse development um it's the ranching heritage young horse development program and the bottom line of that program is that it matches ranching heritage bred weanlings with AQHY members age 13 and above. And they complete a record keeping program, very similar to a 4-H record book, which most of our youth are, they know what that means or they've done one before. They keep that record. We just suggested the program from a nine-month program to an eight-month program, and it runs January through the end of August. And at the end of the program year, We tally up their points based off of their record keeping. So it's really not based off of how well they like train their horse versus how well they kept their records of the training of their horse. We tally those points up. The top 10 all get recognition and get ribbons. The top four get scholarship money and some tangible prizes. And then what I think the biggest prize of that program is that they get to keep that horse. It's theirs. We transfer it into their name. and they are able to do whatever they would like with that horse from that point on. So all the kids in the program get to keep their horses? Every single one of them, yes. Oh, wow. And are these horses donated for it? They or? are donated. So they youth can be accepted one of three ways. So they have to be accepted based off of an application program first. And that's kind of like the first step, submit an application they can then be accepted and matched with a donated ranching heritage bred weanling. They can be accepted and they might already have one, whether they like did it through private treaty, they knew somebody, they really wanted to use a specific ranching heritage breeder. Um, and they just note that like, I've already got one, I don't need one. Or they can be accepted and then they have the option to purchase a ranching heritage bred weanling. So the class size is directly correlated with how many horses we get donated each year. And we found that that sweet spot is between 30 and 40 horses each year, which is pretty neat. We have matched over 400 horses in the programs. We're in the program's 11th year, and it's 400 horses that we've seen come through this ranching heritage bred horses from almost 100 AQHA ranching heritage breeders. And we've roughly estimated the value. Um, it's probably closer to about $1.5 million the value of those horses at this point. Wow. That's so really you said cool. it's going on 11 years now? We are in the 11th year. Yes. Wow. So it was started in 2012. Past my youth years, unfortunately. So that was right when I graduated. So darn. I know. But <laughs> yeah. Do you know the background on perhaps mm-hmm. like what's the purpose behind the program, I guess? Yes. So a handful of ranching heritage breeders decided or saw the need for hands-on experience for our youth members. And a handful of them got together and they kind of say they got around that round table the first time a little over 11 years ago. One of the founders of that first round table discussion was Jim Hunt of Open Box Rafter Ranch. And Jim Hunt is currently the 
first vice president on the executive committee for AQHA. So we're really happy to see him on the leadership team with such a heart that he has for this program. Him and his wife, Joni, donate, I think it's anywhere from four to six horses every single year. And they give these horses away at their annual sale that's early September in South Dakota every year. So they're huge supporters. Um, I know that Georgia Sutton of Raymond Sutton Ranches was also at that round table. There's quite a few others, but they just saw the need to put horses in the hands of youth to teach them horsemanship and made it happen. Just saw the finish line and said, how do we get there? So we've seen like, not only does this program provide horsemanship experience, when we say horsemanship, just like general knowledge, not like the horsemanship class, but general knowledge, but we've also worked in pieces of this program that teach them real life skills, record keeping. We have them keep an income and expense report. So money management, we have them total their hours that they work with this horse. We multiply it by the average hourly rate and see what their labor costs are for the program of the year. We have them call professional horsemen and visit with professional horsemen and do a checklist of just basic skills. So we make them pick up the phone and call. Emails and text messages are not acceptable forms of communication. So lots of communication, time management. We ask in their record book program to write thank you notes and to do video updates, video assignments. So lots of different forms of communication. We continually hear at the end of the program every year from parents that not only did this program make them a better horseman, but it built their confidence. It built their communication skills, that their record book is what they use to apply for scholarships. So a lot of soft skills that come into it as well. Is there any requirements on their behalf on the training side of the horse or like how 4-H has their two-year-old Western Pleasure program Mm -hmm. and they can't have anybody else ride said horse after a certain point in the year. So is, is there anything on the training side that are requirements or rules or what goes on there, I guess? Yeah. So on the application, which is, we post the application on the website year round so that people can see what it looks like and kind of get prepared to apply it is a pretty hefty application. It doesn't ask any tough questions. It just gives us the best picture of these youth because it is an at a distance program. We don't, it's not just for youth that are in Amarillo or just for youth that are in Texas. Um, It's coast to coast. We've had a couple in Canada before, And we're hoping to start some in Mexico and South America with some new ranching heritage breeders. But to answer your question, we ask just basic background information. How many horses do they have? What does their facility look like? And the biggest piece that we like to look at is what is their support? What do they have 4-H or FFA involvement? Do they have a trainer? Do they have their family's complete backing What kind of support system do they have so that if something does happen or they do need to lean on somebody, they know who to go to. There's somebody there that can help them. Um, Because as we all know, horses are not an individual thing. It's family event. So we want to make sure that everybody has that support system. So that's what we look for going into the program. Once they are in the program, we don't have any rules necessarily of like 4-H where you can't have a parent work or anybody else. We prefer not to see that, but if it comes down to a safety, that's paramount. So we don't want any youth to be putting themselves in an unsafe situation. If there's a parent that can step in or a trainer that can step in and help them, then that's absolutely acceptable. 
We like to keep a super open line of communication with the participants so that they just keep us in the loop and we can work through anything like that. But if we feel maybe the parents getting a little bit too involved, we'll just say something on their reports. Um, They have monthly check-ins that we do with them and monthly reports. So we keep a pretty close eye on the participants throughout the program year. Are there performance metrics for the horse? Like by the end of your project, you need to be able to demonstrate this task with your horse. So yes and no. Tricky question. There are some assignments that will require certain skill sets, but we don't expect any of the horses to all be at the same point at one particular day or month of the program. So we get horses donated that are halter broke, have been in a trailer, extremely handled, know what a human looks like to the day that they're picked up is the day that they're weaned and the first day they might've ever seen a human or a halter. So when the program starts, these youth are starting so wildly and they do get concerned with their progress. And we, you know, tell them just continue to work on the groundwork, continue to put in the time. And we promise you'll all get to the same point at the end. And every year we've seen that, whether they start with a very broke weanling or one that is not broke, they all get to that same point. So by the end of the program, pretty much the only performance metric that we will use is that we have them do an in-hand trail course. So we use a AQHA approved judge who makes these trail courses specifically for this program, which is really neat to you know, use it with these type of horses in mind. So it looks very similar to what we see in an in-hand trail class in the show pen, but there might be some fun pieces like picking up a feed bucket or moving a hay bale, practical skills as well. So they are scored on that, but by the time we ask for that, they're ready for it. Do you have any more questions on that program, Jenna? I mean, I could have a million more questions, but no, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I know we have a lot of programs to discuss, so I'll, yeah. I'll let it go. <laughs> I will okay. add on that program, the due dates for the application stay the same every year. So anybody who's listening to it now, listening to this in a year, the applications are due at the same time. Applications are due August 15th for priority consideration with the final deadline of October 1st. And those are hard and fast deadlines. We do not accept late or incomplete applications. August 15th, with the priority, that's the best chance to be matched with a horse closest to you or with early selection. We do have a few breeders with sales between that August and October date, and we try to match those horses as soon as we can. So you might get a horse in September, or if you turn it in later, it might be um, later into October, early November when we make the final matches. But the program itself runs January through Mm -hmm. August? Correct. So the record keeping starts January 1, but they'll get their horses in hand in October, November, typically. Good to know. Mm -hmm. Right. So I know you have several other youth programs, the Junior Master Horsemen being one of them. Can we just briefly go over that one and what that entails and looks like. Sure. So the Junior Master Horseman, that's a pretty easy segue into our AQH Learn platform. Um, So Junior Master Horseman was developed, I think it was about 15 years ago at this point, as an educational tool. We've seen 4-H clubs use them. We've seen pony clubs, summer camps um, use that as a template 
And it's a really easy, teachable resource. It comes in three levels, level one, level two, level three. We didn't get too crazy on those names. And it has information. It has activities. It has writing prompts, critical thinking prompts. So lots of fun pieces to work through. And what we're currently using um, the Junior Master Horseman for, we are converting them into online resources. Hmm. So we have the books that you can purchase. We'll continue to have the books for sale. I understand wanting a hard copy. I'm a hard copy book reader myself. So we'll continue to have that, but we will also be offering it in a digital version through AQH Learn. And AQH Learn is going to be going through a relaunch. We soft launched it in summer of 2020 to see if people would use an online educational resource. And they did. We have... I think I'm now at 630 active users with well over 2,000 course enrollments. It's completely free right now. No membership. Anything is required, just creating an online account. Um, With the relaunch, we will be adding member-only content. So whether you have an AQHYA membership or an AQHA membership, there'll be special content. We call it behind the member wall on AQH Learn. Um, But everything that's free right now will remain free. So if you just want to go in and see what it looks like, then those will still be available. There, again, AQH Learn is in three levels and you can work through each level. They're geared towards the 8 to 18 age range. There's course completion certificates following each course, um, which we do see people are working all the way through. They're earning those certificates. They're taking that final skills assessment and keeping those certificates in their profiles, their online user profiles. So the Junior Master Horseman, great resource. We just wanted to update it for 2023. And that looks like an online resource. Hmm. Is this more so just like general horsemanship skills and education, not necessarily showing related? Is that what I understand? Correct. So Junior Master Horseman, or we call it JMH. Um, JMH is more general equine knowledge, not even necessarily AQHA related, just basic good horse Mm -hmm. education. My parents would have loved for something like this to be available to them when I was like, daddy, I want a pony. Mm -hmm. I'm like, where do you start and start learning about that kind of thing? On AQH Learn, we do have some quarter horse specific courses and we will be building some more specifics. You know, Katie and I could talk all day and well into a week of potential courses that we'd like to see built into AQH Learn, diving a little bit more into what show classes we offer, what those look like. There's great resources that I think we can make youth-friendly that are already on other platforms within AQHA, like the Behind the Clipboard that's offered in the Judges and Stewards program. We'd love to see something having to do with horse judging or like from a judge's perspective, the list is absolutely endless, but right now we are focused on just general horse knowledge. And then you just kind of brought it up, the horse judging. Mm -hmm. Do you guys specifically host any of those competitions? And then what does that look like and how do youth get involved in that? Yes, we do. We host two contests every year. We host a youth contest during Youth World Show in Oklahoma City. And then we host a collegiate contest during the World Show in Oklahoma City in end October, early November. Um, So the youth contest, we added a couple new divisions last year. We added an introductory division that does not have to give reasons. 
Those are worse. That's what got me out of horse judging teams because I hated it's not. I could justify my reasons, but it was like the manner of like speaking that like you're, yes. we're supposed to talk in. I just, ugh, I it was it. awful. Yes. Anyway, I agree. Side note. I feel that. And that's <laughs> the feedback that we heard. And they're like, so we're like, okay, why are we, if that's the reason that people aren't participating, then we can fix that. We can do another division. That is easy. Ugh, where were you when I was a kid? <laughs> yeah. And so we, we did, we added based off feedback exactly like that of, youth that are like, I'd love to, they just, they don't have the confidence yet, or they don't want to. And that's okay. You know, not everybody Mm -hmm. can. I'm not a public speaker. So I totally would have reasons are not for me. Um, would have loved to do questions. So we added that division where it's just a questions based off of a few classes. And we had a great response to offering that division. Mm last summer. That was the first year. Um, so that came after a convention 2022 discussion. So that was really fun to be able to, to add that for the youth contest. They all have to be AQHYA members, but they, and they enter as an individual or they can enter as a team through 4-H FFA or an AQHA affiliate. Hmm. And there's no limits on how many teams or individuals each one of those can bring there's no qualifying. It's kind of a come on, come all. It will take anybody and everybody. I think that's probably my fondest memory as a youth is being on a horse judging team because it was just something, I don't know, you get so involved in it and then you get actually good at it and then you just go from there. That's yeah, so it was funny. I feel like it's one of my most traumatizing yeah. memories of being <laughs> what? No. It's <laughs> dang reasons. Like I said, I can uh, justify my selections all day, every day, but mm-hmm. that way of having to present your reasons is like, yeah, hard no for me. Yes. So, yes. so I commend you, Liz. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that, yeah, that part wasn't fun, but everything prior to that is fun. So you just got to like, push through that part you know all the youth listening right now don't get scared of reasons because don't listen to me (laughs) yeah I judged as a youth pretty heavily and pretty successfully and then when I went to to college I just didn't have the time to commit to the practices it's intense Mm -hmm. they worked extremely hard but being able to listen to those teams is really cool I mean it's obvious that they work so hard at it um, Mm and to hear those polished sets of reasons at the Mm -hmm. world show um, so the World Show Contest, it's extremely similar to the youth contest. We don't have a non-reasons giving division at the collegiate contest, but we do have a limited reasons. Um, so they just give two sets instead of the full six um, sets at the collegiate contest. We've also added a youth auditing option at the collegiate contest. So if any youth members wants to come work through the classes, the same as the collegiate members. We give them scorecards, we score them the same. And then when we split off to do reasons, they're excused at that point. So a great practice opportunity in a contest Mm -hmm. setting. And we've also added, this year will be our third year to do it, a judging workshop the day before at the collegiate contest. So we've used AQHA approved judges to come teach that workshop. Rebecca Halverson did the first one for us and Casey Devitt did it last year and they both did a fantastic job. We use old world show clips and not old, but like the year before. So still 
recent, but previous world show clips, I'll put it that way, and talk through a couple of runs and explain it from maybe an exhibitor's point of view, from a judge's point of view. The contestants are able to ask questions. And this last year, every single person, if not more, who registered for the contest came to the workshop. Wow. So that was really neat to see. And that's specifically on actual horse judging. It's not for exhibitors, right? Correct. Yep. So it's from a judging contest, like an overarching judging contest perspective. And we do pick a couple of classes that are newer to the judging contest slate of classes. So we've done ranch riding and ranch trail so far. Hmm. How many participants do you usually get with the youth one and the collegiate? It usually sits anywhere from around 90 to 120 contestants in each contest. So we've seen pretty steady numbers. The youth contest, I think, saw an increase in participation with that non-reasons division that we were able to offer. Mm -hmm. And the collegiate contest has seen a little bit of a decline in the number of contestants, but the same number of schools are coming. So they're just bringing fewer students at this point. And the fun thing that I think about our two contests, um, because we run them very similarly. And to my knowledge, AQHA is the only one who does this. We judge a combination of live world show classes as they are running, as the exhibitors are riding that pattern on the dirt and staged classes. We look at the schedule and pick a day where we can judge the most live classes. We have signs. um, So we usually either have couple of grad students that come help or just extra hands that will van a white horse number one sign around the arena. And that horse that's on pattern will be horse number one of that class all the way through horse number four. Mm-hmm. And so we're judging world show runs. We could judge the world champion within this class and the world champion winning run, which I think is really special and a really great opportunity for mm-hmm. these contestants. Yeah, that's cool to I be able to judge. Again. Yeah, judge that, <laughs> that kind of caliber cool. horse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I could talk about the horse judging part all day. I back in my mm-hmm. younger 20s, I wanted to restart the team that I started with. And this is just fueling that with no time of mine that I would have to be able to coach. <laughs> but anyway. That's great on the horse judging aspects. The next one that I seen was the National Youth Racing Program. What is that one about? So the National Youth Racing Experience, that is a program that any youth member age 16 to 18 can apply for. It happens in the fall in conjunction with the Bank of America Challenge Championships. Last year, we were in Indianapolis, and this fall we'll be in Grand Prairie, I believe, at Lone Star Park at the racetrack. And what it is, is it's a all-expense-paid weekend experience. The program, um, youth, kind of talking from beginning to end, youth apply for the program, and it's an online application. Just very basic kind of questions on there, have to submit. I think we added some letters of recommendation, a picture kind of thing. They have to submit an essay prompt question and a racing skillathon. Um, and the racing skillathon is general racing knowledge. We provide the resources for them, and it's essentially open book. It is timed, and they can only take it once. But they have all those resources available to them before they could take that skillathon. 
We combine the scores from the Skillathon and their application and select the top five participants. We travel those five youth to wherever the Racing Challenge Championship is at that year. And we split our days between some of the business functions. Some, so like the racing committee will have meetings, but we start the mornings at the track in the barns with trainers. So each youth is matched with a trainer. We get out there about 5.30, 6 o'clock in the morning. The youth spend all morning with their trainers, learning, asking questions, walking out horses, brushing them. We scoop them all back up about lunchtime, talk to maybe a couple people at the track, whether that's been a chaplain or a track veterinarian or the racing commission at the track. We do business meetings, go to the council or committee meetings. The whole time they're being evaluated, making sure everybody's participating. And at the end of that program, we award scholarships. Again, so um, we take their participation, their skillathon, their application, and they do an in-person interview as well while they're on site, wherever we are, we've traveled to. That interview score, tally those points up and award scholarships. So they get a full, we fly them in on a Thursday, send them home on Sunday. So that's wow. a four-day trip and scholarships. Wow. That's amazing. Has there been any discussion of like trying to do something similar to that on the show horse side of things? Or is that just too broad to even kind of approach? No. So that actually, that idea has been brought up in the past. Um, We had a past youth board president, I believe, who brought that up. And we kind of call that experience, we have the template for it. It would be really cool to be able to develop that experience into different experiences, whether that's Mm -hmm. a breeding experience, a Mm -hmm. ranching experience, and the racing experience. So we we have the template, but I always joke I just need more hours in the day and dollars in the budget. Yeah, Um, hours and money, time and money. That's what we all need. (laughs) Yes, but that's definitely on our strategic plan that we have in the youth department for uh, a couple of years out to be able to develop, use that template that we have that is so rewarding and so educational and see Mm -hmm. if we can't branch into other facets of the industry. That would be super cool. I'd like to hang out with a racehorse trainer at the track for a weekend or, you know, all of it. Yeah, that sounds cool. So how long has this program been going? This program has been going on, I want to say 1995 was the first year. shoot. Wow. So this one's been going on for a while. And I think that's something that, you know, Katie and I continue to rack our minds about and look for creative ways to market these programs because we have fantastic programs. Mm -hmm. I do say so myself. And it's just getting the word out there that we have these opportunities And it's really the boots on the ground that we rely on so much. It's that word of mouth. It's sitting at a horse show and talking to a youth who has a young horse development program horse. Mm -hmm. It's a youth board member who hears about the racing experience on our monthly call and goes home and tells their affiliate about it. That word of mouth is what we find the most successful in getting Mm -hmm. these programs out there. Yeah, because honestly, I had very little idea about any of these programs. So. It's very almost inspirational to me just because as a youth kid, if I would have known something like this existed, but 
then again, when I was a youth kid, we didn't have this thing called the internet that was widely available at the Social time. Social media wasn't <laughs> right. Social, exactly. A thing, so yeah. I think the youth and this day and age have quite the advantage of taking on these experiences and being able to mm-hmm. go about doing things with them. So that's awesome on that one. And then I did note that there's the AQH University, if I said that correctly. What does that entail? Is it open to just youth? What is that? Yeah, so AQH University, or we call it AQHU, it is kind of an overarching platform that we host all of our like online courses on. So AQH Learn is hosted on AQHU our Young Horse Development Program, those online, the assignments, they have to turn everything in online and that's hosted on AQHU. The Racing Skillathon that they have to complete for the youth racing experience is on AQHU. International Department, Judges and Stewards and Pro Horsemen are also going to start using that. International already does, Judges and Stewards already does. So it's just the background platform that we use to host these online resources beyond our website. Interesting. Cool. So on that, we did talk about the youth programs, but I did know that you guys have a young adult program. Can yes. you give us some, like, what, what is that? Because it piqued my interest when I was reading about it. So I really, really love the fact that we have been doing more and more young adult programming. Not only that it's exciting to be a part of something new that's serving an a age demographic of the industry that isn't always served or thought of, but as a young adult myself, it's fun to be in the mindset to create something that's going to benefit my peers and my peer group. We kind of started a lot of these young adult programs or the young adult initiative because we have a lot of room for improvement in our youth to young adult or that first year membership conversion. We seem to lose a lot of our youth members when they age out of youth eligibility and they can rejoin as a general or an amateur membership. And we typically don't see them come back to the association until they're a little bit older. They maybe have a little bit more income, some more time. They've kind of gotten their careers started. But just because they're not actively involved doesn't mean that we don't want them as members and doesn't mean that there isn't a community for them within AQHA, even if they aren't showing their horse or riding every day or their, you know, equine career looks like it did when they were a youth member. Are in our third year, AQH LEAD, and AQH LEAD is a young adult leadership program. We kicked off this class year at convention. We traveled all of the LEAD participants. We picked 10 every year and start them at convention get them involved. We usually give them some kind of group project to get everybody's wheels turning, um, present it to our youth activities committee and get some introductions started. And we bring them to all the committee meetings. We got them tickets to the breeder banquet at convention and really just kind of jump in with both feet and get involved in the industry. The program will go through the end of the year. And during that point, we will have monthly, every other month calls with them covering various topics that they're interested in. So it's a really um, catered program to each class of what they want from us and what they want to learn about in the industry. So usually a governance call, we'll do some professional development with the career coach. And then they also have the opportunity to apply for grant funds 
to do an industry trip. So whether that's going to a race or we had some go to world show, we had participants go to the NFR. They kind of tell us what they want to learn about and what they think would be a good industry experience. And then we kind of help put all the details and all the pieces together for them and send them on that trip. Is this for amateurs, young professionals, young horse trainers, everybody or what? Everybody. They have to have a current AQHA membership and it's between the ages of 21 and 35. Okay. And they don't have to have AQHA background. Um, We've had a few participants that were not youth members and they have done so well in the program. Um, We have had some that are past presidents, past youth presidents that have gone through and done great. So we've had a little bit of everything from every area and every focus, some showing focused, some governance focused. We had therapeutic riding focus. So really whatever their focus area is, it's not, you know, specific to one piece, just AQHA member between 21 and 35. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm too old, Liz, so it's going to be you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Like I said, I was super interested when I read about it online and I didn't know it existed. So I guess I need to scan my organization's website a little bit more sometimes. So if a youth would like to get involved in any of these programs, is it best to go to your website? What's the best way to route them? Yeah. So I'm glad you mentioned the website because this last few months, um, we've actually been working on redesigning the youth portion. So aqha.com got a facelift, got a redesign last year. Um, And once that initial lift and implementation took place, um, we decided to make a couple tweaks on the youth pages as well to make them a little bit easier to navigate um, and easier to find. So you'll see when you go to aqha.com forward slash youth now on the left-hand side, all of our programs are grouped what we call like buckets, focus areas. So leadership, horsemanship, competitions and contests, awards and scholarships. We also added a young adult page. So that young adult page has all of the resources. It has AQH lead. It also has our AQHA Emerging Leader, which we just launched at convention, which is a recognition of emerging leaders in the industry. It has a link directly to AQHA's official job platform of the West, which is a newer partnership for AQHA. So all those programs for youth and young adult are found pretty easily found through there. But I'll give y'all, everybody listening, insider scoop. We are working on an interactive gamified find your program feature on the website where you can put in your age, your interest. Do you have a horse? Do you not? Do you have a membership? Do you not? And it'll automatically generate the programs that you're eligible for. I'm a big believer in every additional click is a click that they're not going to take. So just shortening that distance from when they get on the website to where they find the program that they want to apply for is going to be the best chance to be able to to get these youth plugged in. We also have all of our youth advisors listed on our website and our youth advisors are our point of contact with every affiliate. So that's another great place for youth to get involved at their affiliate level. Most of our youth advisors have been there for a while. All of them are very knowledgeable and they are great tools as well to find out how you can better get involved. And the affiliates would be more or less like state level, state clubs, associations, like that type of thing. Correct. Correct. Yep. There are are states, state associations. 
Cool. So generally speaking, have you seen a decline in the youth participation or what does that look like maybe since COVID even? Mm -hmm. And maybe just the last several years, like have we noticed any trending downwards or? Yeah, so that's a great question. And an even better response is that we have not seen a decline. We have seen, I think, from COVID an increase in especially the online resources and the adaptability of online programming. Um, So there are a few things that we did virtually during COVID that we'd love to do, bring back and do in addition to um, now that we stood all the in-person programs back up and hopefully have the same response. And we hosted our Youth Excellence Seminar virtually in 2020. And that was just before I came on staff, but I believe we quadrupled our attendance virtually to the Youth Excellence Seminar. So great involvement there, you know, across the board, not just AQHY specific. A lot of these other youth associations have seen record numbers. IEA had a record enrollment year this last year. So things are looking really good on the youth side. AQHA membership overall is on an uptick. So that's exciting over the last few years. And a few years ago, Katie and I pulled data from our membership that we've presented multiple times to our committees and are pretty forthcoming with this because I'm excited about it, that we pulled data from 1985 to current so we could get a really good picture of what those membership trends looked like. And we found that youth follows the overall membership pretty closely. It just lags a few years. It lags about a two to three year behind the AQHA membership. So about two to three years ago, we saw AQHA membership level out. It's now on an uptick and we are seeing the youth membership level out. So we're hoping that next piece in the next year or two is going to be that uptick because that's what we've seen for the last, gosh, what's that quick math? 35 years. Yeah. Wow. That's good. That's encouraging. Yeah. It is. So would the struggle point be, I think we touched on it a little bit when we talked about the young adult program and with those programs, you're hoping to increase that participation in between those youth years into their amateur open status. Obviously, I think the biggest struggle would be finances and the time if they're in college versus getting stable in life. But is there any programs maybe in the works or coming up that would help people still be involved with the horse side of things, if that makes sense, like being hands-on with horses versus just participating? So we have been working. We stood up at the 2022 convention, a young adult task force that really dove into what those value add to membership pieces would be without being directly involved in the industry. So being able to work kind of alongside, which I think is what your question was asking. And they pointed out a lot of career focused pieces, you know, job boards, professional development opportunities, just various resources. They also just pointed out the sense for community. So that's what we're just trying to maintain that you have a spot here even if you don't have your hands physically, literally on a horse every day, that you still are invited and welcome to this industry. From our lead group project that we did at convention and they presented it to the Young Adult Task Force, a couple of them brought up the idea of helping facilitate more volunteer opportunities, especially in the show pen. So whether that's, you know, you have an afternoon, you can go work a gate or go scribe. 
and just be involved, but without having to commit or have that financial responsibility. So the ideas are out there. I'm just finding a way of how we can connect those two dots and draw that line between them and get everything um, working co- like together and in the right direction. And I think a lot of our youth programs do focus on those who don't necessarily have horses. So the youth racing, you do not have to have a horse. You most likely will put your hands on a horse during that program, but that's not the main piece of it. Our whole youth leadership board, our DC trip, those are all non-hands-on activities that really aren't riding or horsemanship focused or the leadership development focus. So I think the opportunities are there and definitely need to see how we can better provide for our members in that young adult demographic, especially in those parallel opportunities between having that horse and staying involved. Yeah, you guys have so many great programs going on right now. So I'm happy, hopefully, this podcast can help educate some people on that may not know, you know, that they're even out there. So because there's a lot of cool things. Yeah, we've found that most of our youth members don't show when we pulled the data. You know, I loved showing. I still do show with my quarter horse. So I love it. And it's not a shot at that, but most of them don't. So, you know, a lot of our programs are focused beyond the show pen in developing those soft skills, especially as youth members. Perfect. Well, we've taken almost an hour of your time here. So as we wrap up, Jenna, did you have any additional questions at all? I don't think so. My mind always starts spinning on all these things, but there's like so many great programs that I had no idea. And now I kind of feel like an idiot for not knowing some of this stuff. So cool. Yeah. Great to hear about. I'm all for it. Definitely one of the best kept secrets that I hope does not stay a best kept <laughs> yeah, secret. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Talk to, to everybody needs to talk to more people about this stuff to get the word out, get for more sure. kids involved. Yes, exactly that. So Helen, if you would like, and if people would want to reach out to you, could you provide any contact information? Yes. The best way to get a hold of us is through email and our general youth email inbox. So whether that's myself or Katie or any extra help that we have, it's youth at aqha.org. And then the best phone number, if you prefer to pick up the phone and call us, our direct line is 806-378-4330. I mean, if you call that number, you'll get me. I'm happy to talk to anybody about that program. That's my direct office line. We do have live operators now. So you don't talk to a computer when you call AQHA anymore, you will talk to a person. So they'll also be able to help if you call the general line as well. But happy to talk to anybody on the phone or send us an email at that youth at AQHA.org. Make sure you guys get .org, .org. not yes. .com. Yes. So we'll <laughs> ping it back to you if it's .com. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. .org. Perfect. Well, Helen, again, thank you for your time. And it's been very educational and inspirational. And hopefully mm-hmm. any youth or young adults listening will head over to the website to check out some programs that you offer. Otherwise, have a great rest of the Sunday. Well, thank y'all so much. And I probably talked more than I should have, but I appreciate it. No, and I get great. excited when I talk about youth programs. Could talk all day if you let me. So I really appreciate this opportunity, y'all. We love it. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you. All right. Bye. 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 All right, that'll be your class. Bring them in and line them up.